Well, hello friends, and welcome to the first official episode of Weekly, a weekly podcast, hopefully weekly podcast. Uh, behind me right now are our two wiener dogs fighting with each other, and beside of me is my wife, Cammie. Hello. Your guest number one on episode number one. This is a big day in my life. It's a really, it's a big occasion, I know. It's going to stand out. Our children will always have this. That's on a digital <laughs> archive. Of how, You're welcome. Of how cool we were as their parents. Seriously, the dogs are fighting under my legs. Hang on. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. This podcast and the beautiful tealish blue color of our kitchen will go down in history as decisions our children roll their eyes at. And that could not make me more excited. That's true. So this is our first episode of our weekly podcast. And I thought it would be fitting that we would start this episode by talking about New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, plans for the new year. And who better to have on the podcast than Cammie to talk about this? Because in my book, you are the queen of not New Year's resolutions, but New Year's goals. Well, thank you. I wear that crown with pride. Yeah, good. You should. You're very good at them, actually. And I really did want you to be on here to talk about it. I found a couple statistics about um, New Year's goals and resolutions from the internet. And here's what I found. That um, basically 50 to 60% of people make some sort of New Year's resolution or goal. And less than 8% of those people who start actually finish and by the end of six months out of the people that made one new year's goal or resolution less than half of them are even still going wow so it has like a really fast fall off rate in fact in the first week a fourth of the people who make new year's resolutions have already stopped <laughs> seven days in <laughs> They done. I'm only laughing because I have been one of those people yeah. and I'm now like on the other side of that. Yeah. Th <laughs> thanks to Time Hop, I got one today or well, it was yesterday, January 1st that said, hey guys, I'm looking to read tw 20 plus books this year. <laughs> have some good recommendations. This was like six years ago. Oh. I was still in college and I read zero extra books yeah. outside of college that entire year. But someone told me it'd be good to was read. Was this the same year as P90X? I think that it was. <laughs> yeah, it was the same year as P90X and B90X, Bible in 90 Days. Oh, yeah, and 20 books. I made the equivalent of like a month worth <laughs> of reading. Um, so This was the year also that my roommate and I in college, we made a fitness New Year's resolution yes. and we exercised every day in our dorm room together and then we would eat lean pockets together. <laughs> Yeah, is that when you did the like the Biggest Loser DVD? And we did our we did our walk in miles with Leslie Sansone. Yes. <laughs> so we were the coolest nineteen year olds oh, that the I, world has ever seen. I had dreams and aspirations of setting goals, and it was a great failure until we got married, and I saw you sort of shift in the way that you set goals and the way that you approached New Year's. Uh, goals and maybe not as much of a resolution and so everything that i read online basically was like you can resolve to do whatever you want to but you're probably not going to do that yeah like just saying that you want to do something this year has no power over you and yeah one article even said um 
you would find yourself a few weeks later staring in the mirror with a new level of shame and regret. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so not only did you, you know, get healthy or eat better, or stop smoking or whatever you're going to do, now you just do it and feel bad about it. Yeah. So you still eat at Taco Bell and you feel bad. Yeah, right. So um, I watched you change a few years ago to make New Year's goals or year-long goals. Yes. It, the New Year part was just that you kind of right. reset every year. Well, I realized after making, you know, several years worth of New Year's resolutions, meaning I'm going to wake up on New Year's Day and all of a sudden do this, this, and this, and not do this, this, and this. Um, and I realized somewhere along the way that <laughs> who I went to bed as on New Year's Eve actually was pretty much the same person as I would be on New Year's Day. Yeah. But... From New Year's Day until the following New Year's Eve, after a whole year had passed, I was almost always different in some way. Um, and that sort of got my mind shifting from rather than setting resolutions that relied on <laughs> willpower, yeah. which at the month, you know, at the beginning of the month of January, for me was particularly terrible <laughs> after the holidays, after vacation, after whatever, yeah. you know, that looked like. Um, it just couldn't, it didn't make sense for me anymore to think that all of a sudden I was going to be a different person and live a different life overnight. Sure. Um, and really what got my thinking shifted on this was having babies, two of them real fast. We got those. Within, uh, within about 13 months, we had two babies and for about a year, I would say, I don't know. Let's just say about six months after the second one was born, I didn't finish anything. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing accomplished. And so I entered the new year feeling like I, I got to finish something this year and I'm going to give myself a year to do it because I don't know. I can't do any. I can't finish anything in the last six months. I haven't. I've started lots of things and finished nothing. So yeah. that's where that sort of started. And I think that was it was 2015. So it's been this is my third goal setting season. Okay. And it started with literally a poster board and some markers. Yeah, I remember that. And lots of crying. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, you, you willed that into existence. Yes, I did. Not out of joy, but out of like, I'm going to change. Dang it. And I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. That's totally what happened. It was not pretty. It was not organized. It was not graceful or even gracious. It was, it was desperate and ugly. <laughs> Uh, and from that, I got a really rough set of just boxes to check at some point in the year, basically. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of direction. It was literally just, here's a bunch of stuff <laughs> that I want to do. Yeah. And I have a year to do it. Cool. So instead of saying like, you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to do it every day and it's never yeah. going to change. You gave yourself the actual year to try yeah. something. And that's where like having babies and being, I was a stay at home mom and <laughs> I'll just confess this. I'm not an awesome stay at home mom. I'm not a super cool Pinterest fairy stay at home mom. Yes. So, um, I realized that life actually was not magical and that my new year's goals slash resolutions should not pretend to be either. So I was given this unique and ugly gift of realizing that like I could, make a plan every day and none of the things happen on my list you know sure. beautiful things awesome things showering yeah, lol <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh remembering to eat lunch yeah 
That's a good one. Actually drinking your coffee. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I found many of Cammy's <laughs> mugs of coffee in the microwave. Still says cook in in time. And she hasn't. Didn't get it That's out. true. But Never having that experience and that understanding led me to just a really big, gracious time frame in order to accomplish things. And that's where yeah. the shift to New Year's goals started. Yeah. When I was thinking about goals versus resolutions, I jotted down this phrase and that, that sort of sums it up for me, too. And it said that there's grace built into goals. Mm-hmm. Because you can keep working on them. Yes. So, or, and yeah. also, in that same token, you can reassess. You can get to a certain marker in your journey, mm-hmm. you know, in three months or in six months and say, you know what? Like, for example, one of my goals last year, at the end of last year, was to cultivate a, an actual garden outside yeah. of our house. And I realized um, I don't go outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was sort of an easy one after three months to say, like, that's not real life. I'm just going to go ahead and free myself from that one. I'm going to let it go. But there was something behind that goal that you were able to take with you. Like you there was like a longing to like produce something in our house to like grow something. Yeah. Turned into other things. Yeah. You shifted that energy Mm -hmm. that you wanted to do with that goal to something else that actually fit. So something more indoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. Like baking. Exactly. So there you go. Well, come on in, dogs. It's the weekly wieners. Our dogs are miniature dachshunds. Little wiener dogs. They just turned one. So we have toddlers and puppies, which is is hilarious. This is real life podcasting, people. (laughs) Our children went to bed. We cleaned the kitchen and the living room. I set up my laptop in the playroom and we're sitting here on the couch with so our dogs. So we're surrounded by toys. Yeah. And dogs. This They're is just not everywhere. A, this is not a fancy studio. This is a makeshift. <laughs> Despite happening. what you might have thought. I hope that we sound professional, but our setup is not. So anyways, you know, hashtag goals, right? I think part of the problem is that we live in this world of the internet and sort of this Instagrammed lifestyle where everyone puts their best self forward. So it mm-hmm. feels like I could do this in a year. I could make these year, yearly goals and resolutions and be better. Yeah. We just don't have a good grasp on like what it looks like to actually do those things. Yeah. So what are some, what are some like practical things that you have, that have been helpful for you in saying, okay, I want to make goals. I want to give myself some grace and some room to grow. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to somebody who wants to do that and has never done that before? Yeah, I think the number one thing that you have to give yourself is permission. Hmm. It's just permission to take the time that you need, because ultimately, small steps over time are what lead to great change. And so when you give yourself that room to breathe, and maybe it's literally a couple of deep breaths (laughs) to unclench (laughs) and relax and sort of see you know, time for what it is, which, you know, you can, you can sort of set any time frame that you'd like, but doing this in the new year sort of means you're going to spend a year doing this. Sure. Um, there's room there. And so giving yourself permission to take time, to take room in order to accomplish meaningful things to you, I think is the first step. And then from there, I think you have to do a little bit of reflection. You know, they say the past is the prologue. Mm. So where you've been is usually a pretty good indication of where you're headed. 
So I just say, you know, after you have calmed yourself down, relaxed a little bit, reflect on the major parts of your life, you know, yourself, your health, your emotional health, your mental health, you know, your spiritual health, sort of, I don't know, maybe rate, even rate yourself, you know, on where you think you're at. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people work well with a scale uh, with a scale of one to 10, maybe journal if that's your thing, you know, write out sentences, just write out words, make a list. Um, so <clears throat> examine your health, you know, all aspects of that. Think about your relationships. You know, if you are married or engaged or have a significant other, think about sort of where you are in that and where you'd like to go. Yeah. Um, if you have children, think about how you're parenting. Um, if you've got friends I really hope that you do but if you don't I mean think about that think about where where you have been spending your time and investing yourself in that um your finances yeah your family your extended family you know your community if you are into being involved in the community and volunteering think about that if you're not you know consider that if that's something yeah. that you value but you find actually you're not doing think about that so step 1 breathe give yourself room and permission step two take an evaluation of where you have been and then I would say step three pick maybe three or four of those areas that are the most important to you the things mm. that you want to grow the most in in the next year um, for me I usually I'm at a point now where I set about 10 goals you know, to begin with and I have stars next to four of them okay. and those are the things that you know they're the most important. They get tended to first and longest. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good place to start. Before you start naming things, before you start, you know, listing off action steps, I think reflection and yeah. permission are a good place to start. And some sort of like audit of your life, like yeah. figuring out what you actually are spending time doing. Yeah. So, because you can't, good. you can't go into it blind. You can't yeah. go into it not knowing yourself, not knowing how you spend your time. Because that's, I mean, you're going to go through the motions. You're just going to continue on doing the same thing. I feel like a lot of people do are in that spot when they want to do something different this next year. It's like, well, next year I'm going to be healthy. Yeah. What does that like, mean? Yeah. What, what you is gotta, healthy? You got to define your terms. Because healthy for you and me and anyone else is completely different. Yeah. And how that could actually play out over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, so you true. say things like, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Like, how, yeah. Like, can you even do that? <laughs> Some people can. Some people yeah. totally can. But like, you know, that could be a journey of several years of time. And it's also, it's not going to happen if it's not meaningful to you. Yeah. So until you take stock of where you are and where where you're already adding value, where you're already investing, it's going to be really hard to find a good reason to lose 50 pounds. Mm. You know, when you think about it in terms of your health, like, okay, if you're obese, then it makes sense for you to lose some weight. If you're unable to play with your kids or to do cool things with them because you're just too heavy, because you're sweaty all the time, because you're out of breath, like that's a good reason. That's a meaningful reason Mm -hmm. to do something. And so I think you have to start by attaching value to the things um, that are meaningful to you in order to then plan ahead. Cool. I think that's good advice. So I think another thing, and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, over the last few years and from different people who've given us advice is to like make a a don't do list. Yeah. A to not do yes. list. So it's yes. not just you're adding, 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 adding. It's also what do you need to take out? Mm-hmm. What are you going to say no to? Yeah. 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 And that's hard. Like, I mean, 
I'll be honest, that's hard for me to do. It's hard for me to say no to things. It is so easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) It is much easier for you than it is for me. That's that's true. I really struggle with making people happy and wanting to to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And I have done that at a loss of taking care of myself in the past. And so for me, I have all these goals and wants and desires, but if I'm not taking care of me and I'm always saying yes to everyone else too, Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't do both those things at the same time. Right. So I need to create margin in my life to succeed in Mm -hmm. my goals that I want to do. And I need to create margin in my life to actually help people when they need help. Yeah. And when you're feeling frantic all the time and just tired, you Mm -hmm. know, just mentally exhausted, not even just like I don't get enough sleep, but if your mind isn't free to work and to grow and to change and to put in that work, you're not going to meet any of your goals. Yes. Because you're doing too much already. Yeah. I, this year I had an experience where, um, I was sort of as easy as it is for me to say no to other people. I struggle with a lot of anxiety. I've got an internal time clock timeline and an Mm -hmm. internal to do list that I mean, it far outweighs anything anybody else could put on me. So I had an experience this year where my therapist actually said to me, you know, you are giving yourself credit for taking care of all these people and loving to care for them. But honestly, the best gift that you can give their children, your children is to love their mom. And that was kind of, you know, earth shattering to me because I thought, no, no, like I'm sacrificing my shower. I'm yeah. sacrificing my lunch yeah. in order to care for these little people who just need me, you know, yeah. without realizing, like, first of all, what I'm role modeling. And second of all, I'm, you know, the fact that I was just completely depleting myself in order to do that mm-hmm. and was, I mean, really just kind of a shell of a person and not really substantial on the inside. And so. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like I totally I've had a similar experience and have found (laughs) a lot of the things that I have to say no to are inside of my own brain. If that makes sense. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I come across as maybe a jerk to other people because it's easier for me to say no to them. But saying no to myself, saying no to that internal sense of obligation and mm. anxiety tied to yeah. spending every minute of my life caring for and fussing over other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a hard thing for me. That's yeah. that's that is a no that goes on my list every year. And then I come to the end of the year and I'm still like, well, <laughs> better recycle that one. <laughs> still there. Still yeah, I haven't, I haven't mastered that one yet. No, yeah. no. So I think. The idea of having a no list is just as important as having a to-do list, to not do. Um, And I think that has to start with freedom, too. That has to start with permission because, you know, there's a lot of room for shame to creep in there. There's a lot of room, you know, when you look at that list or you look at whatever it is, the word, the action, the thing at the end of every month or the end of every quarter. And you're like, dang it, I'm still doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is not to reach for to reach perfection. The idea is really just to grow and to progress. And sometimes that means two steps forward, one step forward, two steps back. You know, yeah. that's that's what you see over time. Um, but the the good news, the the good part of this, you know, sort of grace grace filled timeline is that instead of getting caught up in your missteps every other day, you get a whole year. Yeah, And in a year, I can tell you, 
I have a lot less anxiety. I have a lot less room for (laughs) nagging obligation. I have a lot more time for myself and self-care than I did a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so it really was like a a messy process to get there. (laughs) It's kind of like if you step on the scale every day, oh my gosh, you're going to freak out because sometimes you gain a pound and sometimes you lose three pounds and oh my gosh, I gained four pounds today. Yeah. But over time, you know, you can see the numbers falling off if you stick with it. And it's the same idea. Yeah. It's it's giving yourself permission to take time. That's and good. so I'm with you. You got you to gotta say no to things while you're saying yes to other things. So I think kind of some big overarching things that we're saying about setting goals for a year is that you need to figure out where you're at yeah. and be honest with yourself. If you don't read any books in a year, reading 20 is not going to happen. No. Because you didn't read one. So reading one book is actually like, well, it's 100% growth. Like yes. You literally did way more than you did the year before. And if you read one book in January, you could read another. Like, it's true. You could set realistic goals. Yes. One of and my then goals. exceed them. Yeah. One of my goals specifically for 2016 was to finish reading six books yeah. because... In the nearly five years that we had been married, I had started so many books and yeah. never finished a single one of them. Right. I, you know, with the rare exception of maybe a Bible study book that a group of people was pressuring me into finishing yep. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Or I would read the beginning and then read some in the middle and then skip to yeah. the end. <laughs> You're like skimming a book. Yeah. But I really hadn't substantially read through and finished really anything meaningful. So I set a goal last year to finish reading six books and I did not even get started until July. Yeah. (laughs) And what happened was I realized um, a good portion of my day takes place on my feet, just moving around. And so like sitting down to read was not awesome, Mm -hmm. but I discovered um, an audiobook app that enabled me to listen to authors read their books while I was working, while I was doing yeah. other things. And so as a result of that, combined with some other, you know, actual reading, yeah. um, I ended up finishing the year having finished 11 books. Wow. I know. And this is coming from like none, you know, yeah. and I didn't even get started till yeah, July. And literally that was in six months. Yes. But that was a really good example for me of something of an, of where I set a goal and I didn't even touch it. I didn't even get to it until the second half of the year, you know, um, yeah. There was there was room, there was grace to spend the first six months of the year doing other things. Yeah. Focusing on prioritizing other other goals, other things that I needed to get done. And this year is no different. I've got I've got ten goals. Um and <laughs> eight of them I'm not even getting to this month at all. Hmm. I'm focusing on two of my goals in the month of January. Yeah. And so like the anxiety ridden part of my soul that sometimes creeps out is freaking out a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, I need to get on this. Like I need it every day. I've got work to do. It's January 2nd. But because I have given myself permission to take a whole year, it's okay. I'm going to spend January focusing on two things. Yeah. So maybe that's encouraging. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're out there and you're like, man, there's so many things that I want to do. I feel like I need to improve so many areas of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, Write them down. Think about it. Yeah. You know, audit yourself and, and look at that, but also be realistic and say, like, I'm not getting to that in the winter. Yeah. You know, if you want to, I, I don't know, you know, do 
whatever you want to do, maybe the summer is a good time for that. Yeah. And maybe there's something in the winter you can do. Yeah. Like you want to learn how to, you know, knit or crochet or sew. Mm-hmm. Now's a good time for that. Yeah. So, you know, my personal example of this is that I run a tiny little baking business from our home and yeah. I am taking the month of January off. Um, and so January is packed with business, rebranding, new products. You know, it's all about my little business. And so in February, I'm not spending any time on that. Like yeah. that's not, I'm checking off all those boxes in, in January. Yeah. So in February, it's going to be something else completely right. different. Because you'll launch all your new stuff. Exactly. And it'll be done. Exactly. But January is the only time this year that I have to do this thing. Yeah. So. Sometimes goals end up like that. So I wanted to speak on the rest of the process mm-hmm. after giving yourself permission, taking evaluation and finding some meaningful things. Um, from there, I like to actually just set goals and my goals, they're sort of like big ideas. They're not action steps. They are, I want to blank mm-hmm. and maybe it's become something, do something, you know, read something. Yeah. Um, they are not specific steps. They are big overarching ideas that typically relate to a part of my life. So I have a business goal. I have a home goal. I have a marriage goal. I have a parenting goal. I have a health goal and you know, so on. And so once I have those ideas in mind, which I have 10, I think in 2015, I had 25. <laughs> you may have gotten a little eager. But they were really much more like action steps. So yeah. what that means to me is once I have these goals, I am write down six or seven literal tiny baby action steps. And they can be as small as open up the computer and search for this. Mm. <laughs> or as, you know, as big as, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Read 12 books, you know, um, typically that goal is, I don't know for this year. Anyway, I already have 11 of the 12 books that I want to read. So that's interesting. But so anyway, so the next few steps in the process really just involve writing down your goals, which is just saying out loud, saying in your journal, writing down in a planner at the end of the year, I want to have arrived here. Yeah. And then write down five or six action steps. And then I go back and I reevaluate every quarter, mm-hmm. um, every month. I have a, um, this year I started using a cool tool. It's called Power Sheets by Laura Casey. Cultivate What Matters um, is, her, is her whole business. Um, and so I'm using her Power Sheets in order to plan my goals for the year. And there's an opportunity every month to create what she calls a tending list. Okay. And that's just a chance to write down what you want to do that month your action steps for the month. And so in January, mine are all about business and marriage. <laughs> those yeah. are my, those are my big ones in January. Yeah. In February, it will look different. In March, it will look different. And then after March, I'll reevaluate mm. because almost always I go back and I find there are some things that don't resonate anymore. There were some goals that I made during a season of life that something was important. That's not important anymore. And so I mark it off the list or I replace it. Mm -hmm. There's just grace. There's just room for marking things off lists and adding things to lists (laughs) and just living. That's good. Um, The idea, the question that specifically Laura Casey asks in power sheets is where do you want to be when you're 80? 
Now make meaningful goals and meaningful action steps that will get you closer to that. Yeah. So if you want to be, you know, hot and a non-smoker at 80, then maybe today you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whatever that means to you. I don't know. You smoke one less cigarette. I don't know. Right. That's I don't know how to quit smoking or be hot. So (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just smoke one less cigarette. I don't know. Or two. I don't know. Who knows? But I think what you're getting at is, you know, you want to make long-term visionary ideas and goals and then make short-term steps that help you achieve that. Yes. You break as, it break it down. Yes, you break it down to as as simple of a an action step as possible. Yeah. And some months, like for the month of December, I had one action step in my whole power sheets. Mm. And that was literally just to enjoy the season that I was in. Yeah. And I didn't always do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's where I was, you know, I had lots of my goals that still need attending to, but Mm -hmm. reality said I didn't have the time to do that. Yeah. And you weren't going to get to enjoy that season of life and do those things. Exactly. So just enjoy it. Yes. I like the idea of breaking down your goals into like easy to digest steps. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about um, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote a book called The War of Art. Mm -hmm. Not The Art of War, that's Sun Tzu. But he he takes those ideas and flips them around Mm -hmm. and talks about the resistance. That thing that's like, you've heard people say, like, you're your own worst enemy. And Mm -hmm. that's completely true. And so Pressfield says that the thing that you battle is actually not the book that you want to write or the song that you want to write or the instrument you want to learn or whatever you think the house you want to clean yeah the house whatever (laughs) the shower you want to take (laughs) the battle is not the shower you want to take the battle is you the battle is overcoming the resistance to do those things setting yourself up to win and so if you make steps that are easy to sort of do and digest and understand like read 20 books a year not easy to digest or understand But having a list of books that you want to read mm-hmm. and choosing one of them to start with. Yes. Huh. Like, you don't have to think, like, well, what book can I read today? I can read any book. What if I change my mind? Like, yeah. just try the one that you wrote down. Yeah. And if you don't like it, read something else. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to get past that resistance somehow. And I think for most of us, the fear of beginning, staring at a blank page, staring at nothing is so scary. Or scared, or the, or the opposite of that is the same. Staring at something that's completely overwhelming, right? You know this this thing that's in your way that you just don't know how you're going to get past. Right. Figure out a way to make a small step. Right. So you want to lose fifty pounds this year? Yeah. Uh, you want to run a marathon this year? Yeah. You want to do some physical health physical health related thing? You yeah. know, one of my goals is to carry water around with me everywhere I go. Mm. You know, that's a daily habit that I want to create. Um, yeah. I, I'm not running a marathon tomorrow or at the end of the year. That's right. not my goal. But <laughs> she's not saying that. That's what she's doing. But a this good year. place to start is, I don't know, drinking more water. Yeah, eating a vegetable today. Yeah, it has to be manageable. Yeah, it has to be real. Yeah, and you have to give it grace. You have to give yourself room and permission mm. to succeed or to fail. Yeah, that's good. And failure is okay. Yeah. It's okay to set goals and not meet them. 
the goal is that the goal ultimately is that you're working on you. Yes. I just, okay. So my goals for 2015, no, mm-hmm. 2016. Okay. I think I had 15, which is down from the year before. Right. <laughs> and I only got to solidly check off, I think like seven boxes. Wow. Yeah. But it was like your but most But like in terms, if I could put a progress bar next to each of them, I did yeah. some work on every single one of them. Yeah. And some of them, I, the work that I did was realizing that that was not important to me anymore. That was not actually something that I valued in my mm-hmm. life. So that's good. And I think one more thing, too, to sort of pull all this together is find the right way to create some accountability and some encouragement about this in your life. Yes, totally. And for some people, um, like for me, telling people about my goals is the worst idea yes, ever. Yeah. Because I, because there's there's this thing that you actually get an endorphin like rush when you talk about good mm-hmm. things that you want to do, positive things. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about that. I'm an ideas person. I have not. I cannot <laughs> tell you how many times I have heard about you going to take out the trash. Yeah. And then... And then I'm going to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to talk about those things. Like it's scientifically proven. Not by me, but by actual scientists. So for me, like talking about my goals for the new year, Mm -hmm. blogging about them, putting them on Facebook, talking to everyone I know about them is a terrible idea. In fact, my goal this year... Um, well, uh, one of them is obvious is to keep this podcast going. But that's actually part of a bunch of other goals. Yeah. The podcast is not the goal. The mm-hmm. other things are the goal that allow me to do this. Right. And so my one of my things is to not talk about them with people. Yeah. Except for you and a few others. I think that it's important to find, like, each of my goals, I have a different, like, confidant, encourager mm-hmm. for. Yeah. You know, I have health gurus who know nothing about parenting, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I can shoot them a message or, you know, send them an email, like, with a question about you know yoga where i would never ask him about like (laughs) disciplining a three-year-old you know um and i think this was interesting last i guess it was but it was before the new year you actually approached me and said i need you to ask me about my writing and encourage me to keep doing it Mm -hmm. and i thought oh my gosh i can totally do that coincidentally that went on my little tending list my you know sort of goals for for marriage (laughs) for my marriage goal um but you know you you didn't say to me like i need you to set an alarm and get me out of bed and make sure that i'm doing this and call me every day and make sure you know make sure that's happening yeah and ask to read you know what i'm writing no you said i need you to ask me if i'm doing it and i need you to encourage me to keep doing it yeah and like okay that's interesting that's not an, an avenue that you've necessarily taken before no so normally I get the spiel, the full description of what you're going to do. Right. And I say, that sounds awesome. Like Way to go. Yeah. Even, hooray. You don't even know what I'm going to do with it. No, I have no idea. No clue. No one does. I just know that I'm supposed to ask you if you're doing it mm-hmm. and to encourage you to keep going. Yep. And that's what I need. So that can be really helpful. I yeah. have found is finding people who can encourage you and sort of keep you accountable. I kind of have a, a hairy sticky relationship with that word because you know a lot of times shame is attached to it or a condescension yeah so it's important to find people yeah. who you trust who really just love you and who just want to see you succeed right in whatever area it is that maybe they know more than you yeah um it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. and encouragement it counts it counts as help totally 
and we all need it. So don't be afraid to ask for that. Yeah, because like you encouraging me is part of accountability for me. Yeah. It's what I need from you. It's the consistency. Yeah. I don't need someone shaming me about not writing. No. I need you to encourage me, ask me how I'm doing, and then just say, keep going. Yeah. I think I think shame is the biggest asset of the resistance in a lot of people. Yeah. It's the thing that holds a lot of people back. Yeah. What do you you mean not having done this is what's stopping me from not doing from doing this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's where people looks they look in the mirror a week into the new year and they hate themselves even more because they haven't done this thing. Yeah. Like that is shame and there's there's no room for that in this game. Yeah. So that's where you give yourself permission. Yeah. That's the the first thing. Yeah. And then you find people who will do the same with you. Mm. Yeah. They'll give you permission. I don't know. I have several friendships that with people that are like that. Yeah. They offer me permission to be me, to mess up, to succeed. Yeah. And they make all the difference. Yeah. So setting goals in a community around you mm-hmm. with people who love you is a, a good way to set yourself up for success. Yes. And just find what that looks like for you. I think this conversation would never happen a hundred years ago because this is just how people lived. It took Mm. a long time to build a barn. It took a long time to grow crops. It took a long time, you know, to do, to do life and you had to do it with other people. But this sort of art of making things happen has just been lost because we are so, I mean, we have access to so much information and so much just Mm -hmm. sort of instant things. I'm not going to rant about. Sure about instant gratification. I don't need to. That's just reality. Yeah. Like it's not a problem. It's really cool. It's, you know? it's life. Yeah. But it leads us to have to really break down and simplify and think hard about mm-hmm. lengths of time. Yeah. As opposed to what I want right now. Right. Because we have things that like gigabit. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you know, fiber internet. I mean, Amazon Prime Instant. Like, yeah. Like drones are going to bring yeah, you stuff now. In an hour. What yeah. is that? So you anyway. You can just tell Alexa what you want. You don't even have to get on your, you don't even have to use your hands. Yeah. So I think about yeah. when I'm, do, when I'm <laughs> thinking about my goals for the year, like I just, I go full little house on the prairie and I yeah. think like, <laughs> what would Laura Ingalls Wilder do? <laughs> mm-hmm. She would ask her friends to help her, you know. It's true. So a new doll. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. My hobbies also happen to be very old timey. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. There's more Little House on the Prairie than meets the eye. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a prairie under underneath you. Oh, that reminds me. I do love knitting. Yeah. And I remember before I started setting actual goals the year before. So I had had t- I had two babies. Lord have mercy. I had two babies and I got nothing done and I started knitting something. Yep. I started knitting a blanket that actually yep. our little boy, he slept under for a while and now it's in our little girl's bed. Yep. Um, and I remember when people would ask me what I was making, I would say progress. <laughs> <laughs> stitch by stitch. Yes. That was just sort can't of my, deny like, me my chain. That no, I made. no, you can't take these stitches back. <laughs> I did two rows today, yep. but that was sort of, you know, for me, that was the process of giving myself permission. That's how it started. Yeah. With something so old timey, so 
analog as yeah. literally knitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't rush that. You can't. A yeah. machine could do it, but it's not the same. Yeah. You you even, actually can't. Even the world's like fastest knitter is not that fast. I mean, yeah. When it compared to, you know, yeah. technology. So yeah. <laughs> for me, it really, it takes going into a different mindset. Yeah. I become a prairie woman. <laughs> back to them simpler times (laughs) but that's good but you know you have learned what works for you and what you need yeah i write everything down with pen and paper yeah and james eaton i don't think he's held a pen in five years no i just use my (laughs) apple pencil on my new ipad oh but but i don't that's actually writing on paper is not helpful for me yeah so i found a way to make the right thing Mm -hmm. work for me yeah and i'm just owning that yeah so there you go well if you are making any new year's goals we would love to hear about them yes so you can tell us if you know us that's cool or if you want to send us an email there's an email address which is weeklypodcast at gmail.com and weekly is spelled w-k-l-y no e's right so weekly w-k-l-y podcast at gmail.com you could shoot me an email and tell me about your goals and maybe we'll talk about them. Maybe we'll have like a progress yeah. update in a, in a month or so and, and see where we are and see where you are. Yeah. We would love for you to take this journey with us. Totally. If you have any questions, yeah. if you want us to get more specific about how each of us does things, yeah, we'll totally tell you. And I'm gonna, we're going to have a podcast every week so we can totally talk about that. Yeah. We can go for it. And uh, yeah. So shoot us an email, shoot us a text, call us, talk to us. Facebook Don't call us. me. Yeah, I she will won't not answer. answer. But you can you can text her. I will get back you know, to you within we? five business days. <laughs> yeah. So you can find us on Facebook and all those things. Write me a letter and yeah. I will respond almost mm. instantly. Send us some mail. Oh, snail mail. So that's my love language. Well, I hope that this was encouraging um, to anyone out there who is thinking about goals and this year and wanting to make 2017 better like we made lots of jokes about 2016 being terrible in the last few weeks and months and there were lots of bad things that happened but one of my um, resolutions and this really is a resolution about the year is to make 2017 better for myself Mm -hmm. like to not wait on someone else to make it better for me if I want 2017 to be better just make it better so I'm gonna do that And I hope that you do that too. And maybe this is encouraging. I hope that you do not feel overwhelmed. I hope that maybe you feel like, I don't know, that you could try something this week in the first week of the year. You can always just buy a piece of poster board and go to town with your check boxes. You can. That is totally, it's been proven to be effective. Go for it. However you want to hash it out. And if you are going to do that, we'd love to hear about it. And as always, um, you can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or SoundCloud. This podcast is all over the place. Just search for Weekly Podcast Mm -hmm. or search for me, James Eaton. So um, thanks for tuning in to episode one. This is real. It's real life. It's happening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks to my wife, Cammie, for being on episode one, guest one. She's podcast fa- podcast yeah. in the playroom have you uh, yeah this is probably the first podcast this is my very first one wow well welcome to podcast world thank you where does this go now to the internet it does go to the internet <laughs> and if you subscribe on itunes it will show up on your iphone or ipad or computer 
automatically. Your your subscriptions already come to me, so. Yeah, we share an Apple ID, so. It's terrible. You'll get it. You will get it. Because I subscribe to my own podcast. I got to make sure they show up, right? Anyways, well, I hope that you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Grace and peace, friends. Weekly is a podcast exploring life, faith, and culture. You can connect with Weekly on Twitter at WKLY underscore pod or send an email to weeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's WKLY podcast at gmail.com.